Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Hey, everyone. This is Jen Gorecki, and I am super excited about our special guest today, Jenny Varaki, who is the founder of Bhutan Fest. If you don't know about Bhutan Fest, you're about to know. It's happening in March 2023. I will be there. Everyone's going to be there. Uh, it's an incredible event, and there also maybe happens to be a film also associated with it. So excited to get into that today. Jenny, welcome. Thank you, Jen. It's so good to talk to you, as always. I know. I haven't seen your face since last March. So even though this isn't real, I mean, in real life, it's real. We're obviously really talking, but even though I'm not with you physically, it's always good to see you. Okay, so... There's a chance that some of our listeners do not know who you are. So who tell us about you. Who are you? Yeah, I am Jenny, and I was one of the original co-founders of Wild Barn Coffee and Bhutan Fest. And Bhutan Fest actually came from the coffee company originally because the logo on our can is a naked skier, a naked woman's skier. So it was kind of one of those situations where, you know, you had to walk the walk or talk the talk. So we, you know, Bluebird Backcountry was one of our first clients. And so I was delivering coffee to Bluebird Backcountry, which is an all backcountry resort in Kremlin, Colorado. And I was delivering coffee to them, you know, on a monthly basis. And of course, I asked for a free pass for the coffee delivery fee. And with that, I became really good friends with a lot of the employees. And so myself and my co-founder at the time were rock climbing with some of the ski patrollers. And and we asked them if we could do an all women and femme folk naked laugh. And they said yes. So it started in 2021. And we had a week to plan and 27 women showed up. And it was awesome. And then in 2022, we decided to make it an actual festival. So over 200 women and femme folks showed up. And it was a magical day. The whole day is a backcountry ski and snowboard festival. So you're just out there skiing and snowboarding with all of your friends. And then we do our big party lap at 2 p.m. where everybody skins up and strips down. Yeah. And let's be very clear. By party lap, we are talking about skiing naked down a mountain, which I will, okay, I will tell you, I was nervous about that. I talked to you about this the night before. I was nervous about skiing naked for two reasons. Number one, I knew that I'd be one of the oldest people there and while I have no problem taking my clothing off, I think people know this, the idea of doing it in front of like 200 young women, I was like, oh, I don't know about that. And then also 100%, I didn't want to fall. Like I was like, mm, 
this isn't, it's, you know, it's not hero con- conditions. And I was just like super nervous. So I'm sure I wasn't the only person. Were you nervous about starting boot tan or like, how did you work through that? I was nervous. I think what I was most nervous about was just that we created this festival and I was having nightmares of what what was that festival that failed? Oh, the, Fry oh, the one festival. on the island? The Fry Festival. Yeah. yeah, the one on the island. And I think I was having nightmares. I was sleeping in the camper, which you were a part of the night before in the parking lot. And I just woke up a bunch of times thinking that something like that was going to happen. So it wasn't necessarily I was worried about getting naked. It was more just, holy crap, people are showing up. And this no is real. This is real. Yeah. And I really, I truly enjoyed our conversation the night before. Jen came over in my little truck camper, the little 1980 mullet of RVs. And we were just talking exactly about that and our fears and our worries about getting naked. But the thing is, when you're with that many people, the energy, one, keeps you warm. And two, Mm -hmm. nobody's looking at anybody else's bodies. Nobody's even looking at their own body. It's just this collective stoke and collective joy that warms everybody up and it just is a party. I don't think any, like, I don't remember. I, it's, I almost barely remember seeing naked bodies as crazy as that mm-hmm. sounds. It was more just the feeling that I remember and took home with me. Yeah. I mean, I, once, once we got up there and everybody started to strip down, I thought to myself like, okay, all right, you're going to do this now. And so I did it. And then once I was naked, I was like, I'm fine. We're good. Did I make turns? No, I made. I was like, I'm not falling. Like, I'm not going to do this. So it was not like my proudest run ever, but it was fun. It was super fun. What would you what would you say to people who are maybe hesitant about coming out to this event? Because like I said at the beginning, the next one is scheduled. It's in March 2023. Tickets are for sale now. It likely will sell out relatively soon. What would you say to people who are on the fence either because of the backcountry skiing part of it and maybe that's intimidating to them or just the nudity part? Yeah, so I think that um, I encourage the people who are fearful of coming to come. Just come anyways. It's a, if you, Even if it's your first time backcountry skiing, this is actually the perfect situation for it because one, it's a really safe and inclusive environment. Everyone mm-hmm. there is there for a good time. Nobody's trying to, you know, take the sickest run or, you know, it's just, it's an inclusive community. I mean, there was women there last year who had never split board before. And I remember they took, it was one girl took your coalition board out specifically. And Mm -hmm. there was so much going on, but I had a moment in time where I could sit with her and explain how to use a split board, take it off, put the skins on, you know, put the bindings back on. And it was her first time ever skinning up a mountain. And I think that was obviously a memorable day for her for her it was really memorable for me to be helping her and everybody the hard thing about backcountry skiing and splitboarding is you need a partner and you need somebody to take you into the backcountry for the first time and mm-hmm. it is dangerous but this is a safe space it's avalanche regulated and you have hundreds of partners anybody who is there is going to be willing and wanting to help out so i say just come do it anyways and the naked op- the naked lap is optional. You do not, it is a fully, this is not a nudist event. It is fully clothed all day long, all evening long. And it is optional. And I have to say, I think maybe 99% of women and femme folks who showed up also stripped down. And I think that there are people who are super nervous and like, hell no, I'm here to backcountry ski and snowboard with my friends. Um, There's no way I'm getting naked. And I saw all of those people who said that they weren't going to do it. I saw them naked. (laughs) 
Yeah. Most, most people did get Nate. Like once we were all at the very top, no one really seemed to be concerned about those fears that we all had earlier in, in the day. So now let's talk about this resort because Bluebird Backcountry is super unique. And is, is it the only backcountry ski resort in the nation? Like, let's talk about that for people who maybe aren't familiar with it. Yeah, so Bluebird Backcountry, it's right outside Steamboat, about 15 minutes out, and there's ski patrol, there's warming huts, it's avalanche regulated, but there are no chairlifts. And I think it's a wonderful place and an opportunity for people who are new to backcountry skiing or who don't have a partner yet to come and practice and and play. And it's basically for Bhutan Fest, we rent out the entire resort for a whole day. So it's basically just a giant playground for all of your friends. And another thing I like too is, you know, I'm from the East Coast. East Coast skiing is so chill and laid back. You know, we're all skiing ice. We're not, it's not awesome powder conditions. You use your, you know, your grandpa's old L.L. Bean ski pants, whatever. It's just kind of judge free. And even I found myself moving to Colorado, you kind of get wrapped up in the gear Mm -hmm. you're using and wearing and who's sponsored by who. And this day, there's none of that. There's no judgment. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner, if you're an advanced skier, we're all just there to hang out and have a good time. And I think that's the best part of it. Yeah. What was some of the feedback you got from people? And maybe like the feedback I love the most is the feedback from strangers, not the things that my friends tell me. Cause I'm like, it's your job to make me feel good. So thank you very much. So I'm sure you got a lot of that, but what did, what did you hear from complete strangers who came out to boot tan fest last March? It's been a crazy experience. I mean, I, I do drive a Wild Barn Coffee. And so Wild Barn Coffee is who hosted the event. And I drive a Wild Barn Coffee truck. And so I've had random people flag me down in the middle of the road and saying that they were at Bhutan Fest. It was their best day ever. I was at my partner's bike race this summer and a random girl came up to me and was like, are you Jenny? And I was like, she was like, I was at Bhutan Fest. It was the best day of my life. She was saying that she made, you know, she didn't have backcountry partners in Steamboat where she lives. And now she's got five of them. And they're, they hung out all summer long and they're extremely close. Now all of a sudden I'm really close with this girl who was a stranger who came up to me at a bike race, but she ended up contributing to the film even more. And now I feel like I have this humongous network of women and people who identify as women as yeah this awesome inclusive network so I truly believe that it was everybody's one of their best days ever yeah it it was a good one people who know me know that I do nothing in the snow sports industry like nothing I'm like I'm not interested in hanging out with you there's too many bros it's super hostile and not even like hostile and that people are mean it's just like this like aggressive cult like it's this energy that you feel where I'm like I don't want to be around that. And so I don't really do anything in snow sports besides just go snowboard with my friends. (laughs) But this is like probably one of the very few snow related events that I go to personally, but that coalition also supports because it is such, it's just such good energy, such rad people there. It just felt good. And I can't say that about a lot of spaces in the snow sports community that it feels good to me and and boot ten fest certainly did i'm super excited about it for Thank this you. next year that means yeah. a lot coming from you you've always yeah. it's funny even when i launched my company wild barn coffee i remember sitting on the couch and we were you juicy bits has been around since 2018 yeah. 
2000. Yeah. yeah. Cause it was 2018 and I was listening and I was looking at your branding and I was looking at my co-founder. I'm like, this is who I want to like, this is who's leading the example yeah. in the outdoor industry. And this is who I want to be like. And I remember, I also remember there was an event. Oh, well you introduce, you're a wonderful throwing events. You introduced me to some of my absolute best friends by hosting an all women ski and snowboard or outdoor industry event. And that's mm-hmm. where I met Andrea Suzarski from Drawing from Nature and Lady. And I remember like taking your magazine and going up to you and being like, I'm never going to throw this out. And you're like, what the? <laughs> <laughs> I was all young and starry eyed and didn't, you know, know what I was about to get into. <laughs> but Coalition and you have always been been a hero for Wild Barn and BTN Fest. So yeah, I mean. Wow. Thanks. Thank you. Let's talk about this film because you worked with Wheelie Creative to make a film shot at Bhutan Fest, which I've not even seen the full feature yet. I will watch it as soon as you send it to me. I will be watching it. Tell me about the film. Okay, this was the coolest thing. So I was sitting in having coffee after snowboarding with Andrea Suzarski and um, Lisa Slagle from Wheelie. And I was, you know, telling telling them about this event and what's going to happen. And I think I'm like, oh my God, I think over 200 women are going to show up. And Lisa was like, we can make a film out of this. We can definitely do this. <laughs> so Lisa. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we had such little time to plan. We needed, we knew that we needed an all-female and femme-leaning crew. So Lisa kind of pulled it together. She flew in a couple girls from California. We had girls from Denver coming up. Nobody had met before. So these filmmakers had not even been introduced. And yeah, they showed up and we had, I mean, it was a crazy because we only had one day to shoot and we had one opportunity of the naked laugh. Yeah. So that was a really wild experience. And I wasn't sure how women would feel about getting filmed and being naked. So I made an announcement before and silly me, <laughs> what girl wouldn't want to be on a movie? in a ski movie (laughs) so absolutely everybody wanted to be involved and the film is called full frontal freedom and right now i'm licensing the film so if you want to show it yourself you absolutely can and the reason i'm licensing it is because we want to keep it pretty private up until it's in film festivals so it'll be in no man's land film festival and hoping to be in five point as well but it's really awesome because a lot of people who see the film are going to recognize either themselves or their friend who's in it. And it is just a really happy film. I think that, you know, we wanted it to be inclusive. I think it's really cool that the ski film made about women by women, but also it's just, it's about collective joy and freedom and it's really fun and silly and you can't not smile when you're watching it. And I think that that's what the outdoor industry and the world really needs right now is just something that's fun. And that's, That's how I would describe Full Frontal Freedom. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. Speaking of fun, do you want to talk about the one place you were going to show it and then you couldn't show it? Because that email that you sent, I I was dying. I was dying. Yeah. Because the the reason why I bring this up is that you can't make something like this and not have people try to get in your way of finding that joy and people get in your way of being successful. So I'm curious if, if you want to speak to that or even if you don't want to mention the exact names, if you want to talk about what happened. Yeah, so it was interesting. I mean, it's funny enough, you know, I, so I was the producer of the film as Wild Barn Coffee and it was my first time producing a film and producing an event, really. And 
I mean, for a first film to be about all naked women, it was really hard to just explain the concept of that and that it would be appropriate. We've got live animation going over the bodies, you know, so trying to get money for the film was a challenge in itself. But I actually really enjoyed the process. And afterwards, yeah, one of our sponsors, their parent company caught wind of the film. And they think I don't know if they saw the film, but you know, they recognize it as a nude film. And they told that our sponsor that they needed to pull out and they were no longer allowed to support the film, the project, the company. And yeah, we had a scheduling showing at, at, you know, one of their locations and they called me, you know, the week before. And so we had to change some things around. But I think it's, it's, it's frustrating in general being one female entrepreneur. I mean, trying to raise capital for Wild Barn Coffee, you know, when less than 1% of women actually get funded has been the biggest challenge. And it's it's frustrating because you run into these situations all the time. And, you know, it's an extremely well done film. It's beautiful. It's artistic. And for somebody to kind of put it down, it always, of course, hurts, but it also spikes a, you know, sparks a fire underneath you to, to keep going. Well, it also just speaks to the need for it, too, because this parent company uses explicit and gratuitous images of women to sell product to men. It's heteronormative. It's super sexist. I don't even know if I would say that I've seen ads that don't feature anything besides very thin white women catering to preferences of, of men. And those are the people who found your film to be inappropriate which that's just the world that we live in, right? But those are the things that we have to be able to acknowledge and push through because if we don't, then what's left? Like if we don't stick around after those kind of blows, then they're still here and we're not. And then how do you actually work toward making that change that we all want to see? Absolutely. And it's challenging and it's draining to try to be the change that you want to see because of the major corporations have so much control and so much power and money. So the little companies, it's much harder for us to survive. But also the smaller companies are the ones who are able to innovate and able to be the change. So yeah, it's it. You're definitely as an entrepreneur, especially a woman entrepreneur, it's definitely a lot more challenging to stick with your values and morals in order to survive. And now, but you know, my lesson learned from that is, you know, this year's sponsors, I, you know, their, their values really need to align with ours and Mm -hmm. hoping for more small businesses to support the event. Yeah. And that's, that is like such a big part, I think, of running a small business, a values driven business, particularly now is that you really do need to vet your partners, Mm -hmm. which is something that we've been working on. And I've even been thinking about like how, how can we even create an internal rubric that we use at Coalition to evaluate who we work with and who who we don't? Because you can find yourself in these situations where you're sort of at the end of a project, you're at the execution phase, and you're like, wow, this is not what I thought this was going to be, or this doesn't feel good anymore. And so much of it, it it's not even about, you know, being able to put out a good product. Like there's so much that happens behind the the scenes and those interpersonal relationships. And just sometimes you learn that the people who you think are supportive and share your values, that they don't Mm -hmm. share your values. So it's not easy at all to find those people to work with. And sometimes, and I feel like, I don't know how, how you feel. I feel like for us at Coalition, and I don't know, in sort of everything that I do, 
there's certainly been a financial loss to choosing that. Like it would be much easier to show up in the world where the general public and by the general public, I mean, you know, just average people, straight white people, primarily men and straight, straight women aren't offended or don't feel uncomfortable by anything that you do. And when you choose to do something differently, I do think that there's like, you take financial hits for it for sure. You do. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to what I know best is running the coffee company and, you know, our morals, we want fair trade, organic, sustainably sourced. We would love women farmers, you know, and then, you know, and sustainable cardboard and cans and, you know, and it's just up, 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 up with the price. And so you lose customers, but you also want to, you know, I could easily, I mean, liquid death is a great example. I could easily can some water and market it, but you know what? They got a $10 million raise within the first year of them doing business because it's run by all, I hate to say it now I'm going off the tangent, but it's run by all men. And I've been in business for four years and have a really loyal following and it's been difficult to raise capital, but yeah, to run a business with morals is definitely challenging, but it's what the world needs more of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I feel this way and then I quickly tell myself, to shut the fuck up, (laughs) stop saying those things. So I will start with that. But sometimes I do think like, you know, what could be different if we just showed up in a way that was more pleasing? Like if myself personally and my brand showed up the way that the world wants women to show up, that that we're nice, that we're pleasing, that we are endlessly forgiving, that we cater to everyone else, that that if we did that, business would be easier. And then sort of how I backtrack on that is I think, well, God, but you would be so unhappy, Jen. Like you would just, that's, that's the kind of stuff where you can't sleep at night because I wouldn't even be true to myself. Mm-hmm. At like if that's not me at all. So I don't know what it is that you have to tell yourself to stay the course of being va- values driven, but it's certainly like I have, I have these conversations not only in my head, but out loud with myself all the time because I live alone. So I can talk to myself and there's no one to think that I'm like, that I should stop. So it's constantly talking out loud. But what are the things that you say to yourself to kind of get over the doubt? Yeah, it's just, I mean, I've got a really strong journaling practice and, you know, I try to just do positive affirmations, but truly every day, I mean, we've talked about this, every day is an emotional roller coaster, and you never yeah. know what email is coming into your inbox. So it's really hard to stay on track, but yeah, I mean, I've got my list to values. And I think, you know, by following my values, something like Bhutan Fest has come to fruition, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I don't have the best sales for the coffee. But you know what, I stuck with my values. And now we've got this wonderful festival for women and femme leaning folks to just come and be themselves. And I think by creating a more welcoming and inclusive environment for women, more ideas will come to the table. It's almost like a meeting of the masterminds, you know, like by having all of these women together who are like-minded and outside, because that's where, yeah, everything good comes out of from being outside with friends. And so- you know, and a lot of people ask, well, why does it have to be all women? Or why can't it be more inclusive with men? And it's like, well, we would love to stop saying a female entrepreneur, a woman entrepreneur, an all women's event, but it needs you need to make some big waves in order for everything to be neutralized. So I think by sticking to your values, something good is going to come out. (laughs) Well, and with this event in particular, like, there's no way that you could have, I mean, straight men there, certainly, like, 
Because then it just turns into another event that caters to them. I think that that's what what men miss is that when they are not a part of something, it allows other people to be centered. And when they are a part of it, they are the ones who are taking up all the space. They are talking more. It's everything sort of, you know, caters to their preferences. And so when you remove men, you actually have this opportunity for women to shine And there's enough things in the world that everybody gets to go do. So just let us have a few fucking things, please. Let us have a few fucking things. The world, like every day is your oyster. You get to do all your things every day. And now that we finally have a few things that are ours, it hurts your feelings. Stop. Like go to therapy, create your, like have your own journaling practice, meditate, do whatever it is that you need to do. But let us fucking have it just, and that's the case with any affinity space, right? So when there's black women who want to have and have an affinity space, white women, if you're upset by that, ask yourself why you're upset about that, because it has nothing to do with black women having an affinity space. That's your insecurity, probably maybe some of your racism. Like, why does that impact you? Right. And, and I just feel like it's that way for any affinity space, like let people have it so that they can feel really good about themselves. And when more people feel good about themselves, then everybody actually gets to feel better. I just, yeah, I clearly have like no patience for the, what about us? Like get the, it's always been about you. It's our turn. Yeah, exactly. It's our turn. And we've got this awesome day now. Yeah, I love it. It's a, it's a holiday. I feel like Bhutan Fest needs to just become a holiday. It feels so good. It really should be. I mean, we're we're recording this. Today's Giving Tuesday is the day that we're recording this episode. And so, you know, working in retail, e-commerce, snow sports, we are just coming out like we're in retail hell right, right, right now. Like you all think that the number of emails you get in your inbox is hell. Try being the people who make all those emails and then keep your fingers crossed that the sales come through. It's like, this is not happy, joy, holiday time for us at all. So definitely looking toward March. Yes, please. Yeah. Let's make that a holiday. Because also, you know, Boot Tan Fest, it's not about selling things. Like right. it's not like, of course, there'll be, there'll be tons of brands there. Like Coalition Snow will be there. There'll be different ways to, to support the businesses who, who are there. But it's not an event that's set up around capitalism or commerce. It's really an event that's set up around community. Exactly. I love this community so much. I can't say enough about it. I don't even, I don't know. It's just a good event. And I'm excited to see who who shows up this year as vendors or sponsors. Absolutely. So, okay. One more question about Boot Tan Fest. If people don't backcountry ski or snowboard, could they still come? Because we have a couple things here, right? We have the high cost of backcountry skiing and snow, snowboarding. So there's, you know, AT boots, there's bindings, there's the skins, there's the skis. Like backcountry skiing and splitboarding has a much higher cost than even just resort skiing. So there's that. And then also there's, you know, the naked part isn't going to be a place where every body, literally every body feels safe or comfortable. So if if you're somebody who either doesn't backcountry ski or snow snowboard, or you're somebody who, you know, really feels like my body has never been accepted by society. I don't know if this is a, a place for me. Like what, what would you say to them? 
If you're new to backcountry skiing and snowboarding and you don't have any of your own gear, you can rent gear there. There'll also be demos. So I hi- boots, everything. So I highly encourage you coming out. I do recommend you knowing at least your pizza and French fries before coming out. It's blue terrain, but because it is in the spring, it's going to be kind of bumpy, probably skied out conditions may vary so at least get your pizza and french fries and fallen leaf down but beginners welcome and if you've never shown your body in front of anybody before it even it brings me sadness to even think that somebody might be uncomfortable in stripping down and I so feel you on that but just come anyways and it'll be an inclusive space I mean I would love for there to be more diversity there as well would be huge well, yeah, because you can't like, I mean, if, if we're honest about it, like you have a backcountry skiing event and so it's going to be a lot of white women just from that in and of itself. So I know that you've been doing a lot of work to make the event be inclusive and feel welcoming to everyone. And that's certainly our values at Coalition Snow too. But I think it's important to to speak to the real issues that people face, like both the cost, you know, the, the barrier of the cost of entry not having that skill set, either because you're not interested in it or it's expensive, and then literally not feeling like your body is accepted. So I think one of the ways that we can try to move past that is create events where we can prove to people that this is a place where you are welcome. And, you know, I would, as someone who's been to the event, you know, even if you don't hike all the way up to that mountain, even if you don't take your clothing off, there's still a lot of really great people to meet. I just think a lot of good things can come from it, even if not every little piece is something that you're ready for. Right. I agree. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. And thanks for taking the time to talk about Bhutan Fest. This is fun. Of course. Okay. So if people want to know more about Bhutan Fest, Mm -hmm. where can they go? I will put this in the show show notes, but where, where can people go? So you can go to the website, which is bootanfest.com, and there's tickets available and it will sell out. We've already sold. We just announced ticket sales yesterday and we have already 100 tickets sold and all of the cabins, I believe, are sold out too. There are options to car camp and I highly suggest that. we are. It is a Monday, Tuesday event, so Monday night we'll be camping with live music by Lady, a live painting by Drawing from Nature. Yeah, and then we're still looking for sponsors and vendors. So if anybody is interested, just email Jenny at bootanfest.com. Perfect. And if people want to see the film, where can they find out more about full frontal freedom? Yes. So you are welcome to host an event and a showing yourself. I'm charging a small licensing fee to help support the film. And then otherwise there's dates on the website. So bootanfest.com is where you can find all that information. And we would love to see everybody there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for chatting with me. It is always such a pleasure every time I get to talk to you. I'm so excited about this event in March. You'll definitely see me there. I'll probably come early. You'll have to hang out with me more. Can't wait. Sorry. And you're welcome. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I can't wait for it. So everyone, I hope that you visit the website, visit the Instagram a- account, get this on your calendar, get tickets, reach out to either one of us. If you have any questions, this is really, truly an exceptional event and something that we've been waiting for something like this in snow sports for a really long time. So thank you for creating something that I finally want to fucking go to. (laughs) It only took nearly 10 years of working in this industry for one thing where I'm like, that speaks to me. I can actually do this. So thank you. 
<laughs> thank you so much, Jen. <laughs> All right, Jenny, we'll talk to you soon. Listeners, thank you so much. And um, as always, feel free to share any feedback or ideas with us at juicybits at coalitionsnow.com. Bye, everyone. Bye.